as I think about the writing journey, I look at writers and I think that I'm sure that every writer has their own story, their own journey as to how they motivate and inspire themselves to get writing. And I started out thinking, I'm really not so different from others. But I am, because my style is uniquely reflective of me, my personality and all of the quirks that make me the person that I am, I guess. One of the things that I found to work for me was to get into character for each of the books that I've been developing. And it's funny because I was reflecting on that today because I was editing the third book in the Lauren series and almost instinctively, almost, I went into my closet. I have a fairly large closet, by the way. And I changed from the warm winter clothing that I had spent most of the day in. Jeans and a warm jumper were quickly replaced by lacy top stockings, a cute skirt, a cute top and heel boots. Thankfully, the heater is on, so I won't be too cold as I finish the editing process so that I can upload the latest book later tonight. When I was developing my first children's book a few weeks ago, I actually found that I was dressed in the clothes that I would wear to go out and visit the main character for that particular book series. And it's actually going to be based on a little black Labrador pup who was sold as a purebred black Labrador but in actual fact he wasn't purebred at all. The owners of that particular puppy farm had covered him over with either some boot polish or dirt or something that was black anyway to hide the little white star that was sitting there on his little chest. Anyway as I was writing that particular book I was dressed in jeans, a warm jumper and some very muddy boots because the place where he resides is a work zone with a new house being constructed. So that is what I was wearing when I was writing that little book. Then when I'm ensconced between the pages of my thriller books, I'm usually dressed in something like an oversized t-shirt and jeans with either bare feet or socks because most of the characters I write in that genre are getting ready to run. As the words overflowed onto the pages of my heartfelt series, Letters to Mum, I was often dressed in my work attire, as I would often sit at my computer well into the night after work to write it. I have learned many lessons about how to write from a somewhat defiant, yet extraordinarily gifted young woman of just 19 years of age. And yes, this young woman happens to be my daughter, Jasmine. And no, that is not her real name. Because as any good writer will tell you, it's always best to change the names of characters to protect those that our intimate stories are sometimes based upon. I love the fact that she really challenges the way I think and she has a level of tolerance that I have seldom seen for my lack of objectiveness at times and her tireless patience in teaching me to think more laterally about things like character development, plot lines that are edgy, 
and suspenseful or wise and educational, depending on the book I'm working on. I remember when I showed her my first draft of Letters to Mum. I was so excited because I had actually spent years writing this book. And her words at the time were very direct. She said, you're a better writer than this, Mum. I think you should have another go at it. To say that I was indignant was an understatement because I had put years of passion and emotion into those many, many pages. And with, you know, five words, I think you should redo it. You know, she destroyed me almost in, in those few words that she had to say. And I was like, what do you mean you want me to redo it? So I asked her to explain what she meant because I couldn't help but think she surely she didn't mean I had to start again. And it was in that conversation that followed that I realized what she was saying. I also realized that I needed to be more open to constructive feedback, willing to look at different approaches. Because you see, she always had faith that the talent to write was there for me. I just needed to develop the story so that it would be more appealing for my readers. So I took her advice and went back to the book with gusto. I really wanted to show her that I could take her feedback, adapt my style, I could learn and I would suck it up. Interestingly, it took me about 10 drafts and many, many conversations where she provided her constructive feedback to get this book to a point where she actually said, I think we're ready. One of the other things that I found useful was to pick out the covers that I wanted to use for each book up front. A theme picture, if you like, to keep me motivated as I wrote. I, in terms of my creativity, I like the flow of writing, but I also like the beauty of knowing that you have a cover and that you've actually selected it ahead of time. And I know some publishers don't want you to even look at getting a cover, but I don't mind if my covers aren't used. I just use them as a source of inspiration for me as I write. Anyway, I had recruited some paid help to get my website up and running. And I actually ran into a lot of roadblocks because of the fact that I write across multiple genres. The person I was working with didn't seem to understand me. And sadly, like we parted company before my career as a novice writer began to emerge into something, you know, that was much more fulfilling. Interestingly, it was at this point in time that I found support and inspiration with another author who was also spreading her wings into writing other genres, seeking to explore new writing challenges for herself. And beyond that, I actually joined a number of writers groups and I started to attend writers forums and my learning increased exponentially. I find that in terms of doing like a self-edit, if you like, of the words once you've written them, that it's really, really beneficial to read your work out aloud. And it works really well because it's often in the spoken word that you find your own mistakes. Because when you write, or when I write, my fingers fly across the page or across the keyboard and 
I find reading out loud gives me an opportunity to rewrite and change direction if I need to within the story as I'm doing that editing process. And I also found that one of the interesting things about reading aloud is reading in character. And it's very interesting to listen to the different voices that emerge as I am reading. And I find that for the Lauren series, for example, the voice that I read in is quite low, quite husky. And when I'm reading letters to mum, my voice is filled with emotion. And then when I wrote and read my first children's book out aloud, I found that I was suddenly transformed into school teacher voice and my pace, my tone, my pronunciation is very different. The thriller books that I'm writing are equally defining as I endeavour to bring suspense to life within my dialogue. Character traits are really important because as you bring each character to life, and as a certain 19-year-old once told me, they must have a backstory. They cannot be one-dimensional characters, for everyone has a past, and you need to bring that to life as you write. Your readers will expect it, and they will be delighted as they chase their favourite characters throughout the pages of your book. One of the other tools that you can use to develop your characters is actually the storybooking process. So you can write out the strengths and weaknesses of each character and you can decide what secrets each character will have that you can then draw out within your writing. And I found it an interesting process to do it regardless of the genre that you're writing for because it doesn't matter whether you're writing a children's book or a thriller or you know, a biography or whatever, but each character within that story will have its own personality, quirks and backstory. And how you choose to evolve each character within the story or across a series, it's all helped by writing down your ideas using the storybooking technique. It also helps to remind you as the writer the direction that you're planning to take with each character. And it's actually interesting because when you get into a story and you're looking for that direction for your character and you realise that you've actually taken your character in a different direction, um, going back to that storybook process and, and then overlaying that across what you've actually written to date and where you're going is quite useful because you can actually change what you have storybooked if you need to and then you can move on from there. So I think it's really important that you do actually have your ideas on paper before you get started, at least loosely drafted, so that then when you get down to writing, you can actually have a reference point to go back to if you get stuck. 